Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Welcome to this very special edition of Atlanta Business Radio. We are broadcasting live from Georgia State University's ENI program. Lee, this is going to be a fantastic day. This is our first episode. We've got a studio full. We've got paparazzi. We better get this show on the road. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast. First up, Dr. Leonard Jackson. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. I'm uh, so happy to be here with my wonderful students um, to share some uh, information with uh, Radio X Nation. I'm joined with by my students, Benny, uh, Tim, and James. Well, Dr. Jackson, before we get too far into things, can you talk a little bit about uh, your role here at the university and how you work with the uh, you know, entrepreneurs and the entrepreneurship program? Absolutely. I'm a professor here at Georgia State University. I've been here for the past uh, six years. Uh, I work with the entrepreneurship program as a professor, but I've also been involved in the curriculum development as well. So now, were you always involved, or were you an entrepreneur before, or you've always been in academics? Not at all. Um, mm-hmm. I was born an entrepreneur. <laughs> I grew up in an entrepreneurial family. Uh, I had my own business, still have my own business. Um, that's part of who I am. I will never stop being an entrepreneur. Now, do you think that perspective of having made a payroll and having worked like that is, gives you a different perspective than maybe somebody who has come through academia and not have done those things? Oh, yes, absolutely. I know what it takes um, based on my experience. Um, you know, you have to make sure you, you can meet your payroll. Mm-hmm. Uh, as an entrepreneur, sometimes uh, we're challenged um, with just a simple thing as meeting the payroll. So I've gone through the trenches. And for me, it's great because I have great stories I can share share with my students as an entrepreneur, but also as an academic. Right. And your stories are, you know, kind of scar tissue stories, not <laughs> hypothetical stories, right? Scar, <laughs> scar tissue stories, um, stories from the school of hard knocks, <laughs> right? which I tie right back into the theoretical concepts. So now uh, in your classes, what types of things do you talk about and teach? So we teach our students um, the whole entrepreneurial process. Um, there are six stages to the whole process. And what we do is we walk students through the process. Um, we start off with teaching them how to identify opportunities, uh, how to develop a great business concept, how to uh, find resources, how to leverage resources, how to implement all their strategies, and how to manage their business. Mm-hmm. And if the business grows, we also teach them how to harvest the value that they have created in the business. So now the people who are taking the class are these people that are aspiring entrepreneurs or are they actually doing, they have some businesses? A combination of both. Uh, We have students who actually have their own business. uh, So they come to my classes quite often and my goal is to help them just refine their business. Mm -hmm. But also we have a lot of students who are aspiring to be entrepreneurs. So we give them all the skills that we can share with them to make them successful but also to minimize their chances of failure. Failure, Right, because even in the best cases, it's a dicey road. It's a very dicey road. Um, It's sometimes, uh, I like to call it a crapshoot. You Mm -hmm. win some, you lose some. So our goal is to give students all the skills that will minimize their chances of failure and conversely increases their chances of success. Now, uh, when you're working with students, um, how and you've gone through the process before there was a study of entrepreneurship. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So you had to learn the hard way. 
Now, what's the benefit in your mind of going through an academic or uh, university level entrepreneurship program as opposed to doing what you did of just figuring it out as you went? Yes, uh, that's a great question. Um, so had I known years ago that entrepreneurship is a process, I would not have made some of the mistakes that I made. Mm -hmm. So these students are very fortunate today in that we show them all the various processes mm -hmm. um, that they should should follow to be very successful. For me at the time, just starting out, it was somewhat chaotic. Right. Uh, there was no roadmap. There was no plan. You were making things up as you went. I right? was just <laughs> making things up as I moved along. And in the process... You lose some resources. <laughs> right. You lose some resources. And those resources could be time or they can be money, right? Combination of or both. people. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, you're absolutely correct. Yes. So now um, by going through this more kind of structured uh, formula, are you finding that people are getting a better chance at success? Are you seeing kind of the fruits of that labor? Yes, we, we're seeing some of the fruits of uh, our labor, our efforts. Um, we're relatively new here with our program, but we're starting to see some significant successes where students from our program are starting their own businesses and they're moving along, they're flourishing as well. Now, as part of the program, is there a chance for them to kind of either job shadow or have internships at different organizations, or is this something that they got to kind of figure out on their own through their own organizations? Uh, yes. Uh, as part of the program, last year we implemented an internship program. Mm -hmm. uh, we're of the belief that you don't learn to be an entrepreneur in the classroom. Just you, by reading a book. Not at all. <laughs> you got to go out there and learn from the best, but also practice um, in a live environment. So last year, we created our first um, entrepreneurship internship program, and I have with me here our first intern, oh. Benny. All right. Welcome. Thank you. So, Benny, tell us about what attracted you to the program. Um, I have to say that at first, I wanted to be an entrepreneur for very selfish reasons. I chose entrepreneurship particularly particularly because I always wanted to be my own boss and to I just love the idea of leading people and you know being a leader but as years went by I realized that my motivation my motivation has changed and today I would say that I chose entrepreneurship because I realized that it's more about just being my own boss I think it's about making the world a better place you know, and I know it sounds generic, but I truly believe that entrepreneurship is not only about bringing solutions to the issues society faces, but I think it's about bringing solutions to issues people don't even know they have. So that's what attracted me to entrepreneurship. And then what um, compelled you to go for this internship? Well, you know, I... Did you know Dr. Jackson before? Yes, I... Um, and you still did it, even though you knew him before. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's a very, very great professor because he pushes you to, like, you know, know the concepts and apply them in real life. I mm. wanted to go beyond the classroom and actually apply what I learned in the class, and this inter internship did that for me. So now what are some of your responsibilities and what have you learned so far? Um, I currently do market research, uh, competitor analysis, and I also apply for trademarks and stuff for, like that. For whose organization? Um, it's TQ Intelligence. Uh -huh. Yeah. So you, you found that opportunity through Georgia State? Yes. And then you went there, you had an interview, I would imagine? Yeah, I talked to him on the phone and he was like, sure. You was know. that easy? <laughs> yeah, it was very easy. Dr. Jackson's that easy, right? Yes, <laughs> yes. Pick up the phone. Sometimes it is that easy, right? Because a lot of people don't take that 
proactive step of picking up the phone. That's correct. <laughs> That's correct. Yes. So I, ha I have to say that I had to push a little bit. I had to send emails and yeah. reminders. And, and resilience, that. that's another characteristic yeah. of an entrepreneur, yeah. right? That's correct. So now you went over there and they did they have a position, a formal position, or they kind of figured it out as they, they created went? a position Just for, for you. Yeah. And then your superpower is market research? Well, I would say that it's more finding finding out stuff about competitors and mm -hmm. all of that, yeah. And did they say, okay, here's the checklist, do these five things, or did you, they say, hey, figure this out, and you had to go figure it out? They say figure it out, <laughs> yeah. And I have to Google stuff and find, find out about myself. Yeah. Right, and then how do you know uh, if you're doing a good job? Like what's something that you do that gets them high-fiving you at the end of the day? They usually tell me, and he, if my boss needs um, more from me, he'll tell me I need more on this. Mm -hmm. But he's never too hard on me. He teaches me how to do it most of the time. Now, um, so are you enjoying it? I am. It's a great learning opportunity because I would have never imagined that I would learn so much in a short amount of time, you know. So now is there any advice you would share for young people that are contemplating maybe uh, going the entrepreneur route? I will tell them to not be afraid to fail because I was very scared of failure. I didn't want to make mistakes, but as we learn in the program, you have to fail forward. And if you're resilient, you learn from your mistakes and you try again. So that's my biggest advice for them. And don't be scared to ask questions also because that's something I didn't do a lot. And I think it helped me to this day. Now, Dr. Jackson, is that... Um a skill maybe the young people don't have coming in is that resilience and that um, willingness to fail? Yes, and um, that's something we try to um, solve. We try to get rid of that um, as they go through our program. Uh, what we try to do is um, develop um, within our students uh, what we like to call an entrepreneurial mindset. So entrepreneurship becomes a way of thinking, a way of acting, and part of it is to be tenacious. Uh, part of to be proactive, take ri calculated risk and move forward. So in our program, it's highly uh, hands-on. So our students, even the ones who are somewhat shy, we force them to get out of their shell. We force them to understand that, quote-unquote, failure is part of the process. But I, I tell my students, I don't even call it failure. I call it a learning opportunity. That's right. Yes. Now, is that um, is there anything that can be done for students at a younger age that would help them just have a thicker skin and, and be tougher in this area, do you think? Oh, yes. I, I think um, exposing students to entrepreneurial concept, um, risk-taking, and understanding that failure is part of life, and if failure is not really f failure, when you're young, it's a learning opportunity. If that can be implemented, for example, early, like in high schools, by the time they reach college, they're well-calculated risk takers. Right. Now, um, do you find that some of the students that go through this may not start their own business, but they'll work for other organizations? Do you find that this entrepreneurial mindset kind of transfers to the larger enterprise organizations as well? Yes, so there's this concept that I impart on my students. So I keep telling them, I want them to become entrepreneurial managers mm -hmm. so they can uh, transfer those skills, um, not to just start a business or grow a business for themselves, but also to engage in corporate entrepreneurship, join organizations and be corporate entrepreneurs, see um, opportunities for cooperation. As a matter of fact, I tell my 
my students that that's a way they can position themselves when they're looking for jobs, that they have an entrepreneurial mindset and they can join the organizations that they choose and be become an entrepreneurial leader, an entrepreneurial manager within those organizations. Now, do you find that uh, more and more larger organizations find that attractive in an employee? Absolutely. Um, gone are the days when uh, companies would hire individuals to work and s- to sit and work in a cubicle. Okay, uh, you're an accountant. That's all you're going to right, do. Like cognitive machine people, they'll be they're replaced by machines, right? Yes, those days are gone. Those days are gone. So, companies, forward-thinking companies, want students to act like a manager but think like an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And then that's something that the program teaches here at GSU. Yes, yes. Our overarching goal is to infuse that mindset, that entrepreneurial, managerial mindset in our students. Now, speaking of students, you got a couple uh, right here now. You have uh, Tim and Chidi. You want to introduce them and and tell us uh, why they're here? Absolutely. Uh, Tim and Chidi are two of our rock stars. Uh, They're going to represent Georgia State at an upcoming competition. Uh, they were selected um, based on uh, a through a competitive process, and they won. They won here. So now we're going to showcase them on a bigger stage. So without further ado, uh, Tim and... Uh, I guess I'll go Chidi. first. All right, Tim. So tell us about your venture. What are you and Chidi up to? So Chidi and I have started a project about a year and a half ago. We're creating a mobile app, and basically it's a digital accountability and authentic social platform for people who want to achieve goals like give me an example so what we do is we connect people who have similar goals through a function we call a goal group and this goal could be anything a person desires so many so to what, give an what, example, what's a like lose weight yeah I wanna it could definitely be lose weight could talk be, on the radio confidently yeah, absolutely <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling a little butterflies right now, but it's all good. <laughs> but it could be any goal you want. It could be meditation. It could be reading. It could be health and fitness. And So what was the first goal? Who, which one of you, Tim or Chidi, had a goal that you were the beta tester? All right, Chidi, jump in there. Your question was, what was our first goal as, as, an, well, as a company? You or? had an idea, Inspire, what is it, inspireme.io, Inspire yeah. right? That's the... Our Instagram uh, tag is inspireme.io, but the app name is inspireme. Okay, so inspireme yes. was an idea. Correct. You guys were at a bar probably drinking and came up with this. <laughs> we're actually not old enough. To not old enough to drink, but you were somewhere. Right. Um, and then you said, hey, why don't we make an app that helps people achieve their goals? Well, it's a funny story, actually. It started off as an app that was just giving people incentive um, to do whatever someone wanted to make them do. So whether that be a business that wanted to make them uh, engage in a certain activity or if a business wants to promote a certain product or service, it was incentive for the people to engage with that product or service. And then that kind of evolved into what is now being an app that helps people achieve their goals and giving them incentive to do that. Okay, so then what was the first thing that you tested this to see if it would work or not? Uh, we we actually were blessed enough to be able to beta test here at Georgia State. Um, we're a part of LaunchGSU, which is our on-campus incubator. Um, they implemented a platform for their students where they were receiving points in return for going to events that would help them engage in entrepreneurship activities. So that whole entire platform was run through our app. And then which one of you was the coder? Uh, neither of us actually. Neither. We have a third partner, our CTO, 
The C tier. His name is Isaiah. He's actually a, a high school dropout, working a full time <laughs> job right now. He's 18 years old. <laughs> Shout out to Isaiah. You are, you are a boss. And then, uh, so how'd you find him? By oh, that was that was such a luck. funny, literally pure luck. So, um, in the first stage of our company, we're me and Chidi understood that we needed someone to code this app and be the technician. So me being the brute person I am, I just started asking people if they know how to code. And I met this person named Samson. And then we found out that he wasn't very, Good. he wasn't <laughs> able, <laughs> he, he was a cap. Yeah, he wasn't able to do what we needed him to do. So he put us on to another person, which is Isaiah. And that happened because he was actually trying to come to our meeting and make fun of our business idea <laughs> because he thinks he's all high and mighty. <laughs> but he ended up joining us and helping us create something beautiful. And Now, how did a, you, okay, so now you got the third guy and he's the key guy, right? Because it's one thing to have an idea. There's lots of ideas out there, but now to execute and to make it a usable idea, that that's where the rubber hits the road, right? Right. Right. So you needed this person desperately because otherwise it's just you two talking about this great idea you have. Exactly. Yeah, so Erica Bracey, our advisor at Launch the Issue, she, she, she said something that really stuck to me. She said that with a business, you need three fundamental things. You need a visionary, you need a technician, and you need a manager, all to make a business run. And those are three things that we have currently right now, and that's why I believe we've gone so far. Okay, so now uh, he starts building the app. And you guys are yelling at him, telling him what to do, right? <laughs> Some version of that. Um, I mean, we work we work very well together. So, I mean, he he's he's had his own creativity put into the app as well. It's not like we just came to him with an idea and said just code this. You know, we have our times where we come all come together. We have nice brainstorming sessions where we're like, okay, how do you want this app to carry out our mission, and what's the most efficient way for it, for it to do that? Um, so Isaiah's perspective is one that's really it's really grounded and technical, which is what we need. And then Tim and I can come in and kind of apply the overall vision for what we're trying to do with Inspire Me. Okay, so now I find, is it live now? Where, what stage are you at with the app? Uh, we're, like I said, we, we just finished beta testing with LaunchGCU actually. Um, right now we're kind of halting on the development side of things, so it's not gonna be live um, for a, a quite a bit of time. We're not, we're not gonna have another beta testing round until next fall. Right now we're just focusing on this pitch competition that we have coming up in the next two days. And then after that, we're gonna be focusing a bit on marketing and then pre-stage development. But it's usable right now. It is, it's usable. We have a proof of concept version, which is fully functional. It's a. It's on a website, so it's not optimal for retention, but we do have a functional version. And we, we do use the app ourselves as well to make sure that we're keeping ourselves accountable in terms of what we're trying to do as individuals and for our company. Okay, so let's say hypothetically, I wanna lose weight and I wanna use this app. Walk me through what, what happens. Sure, so if you wanna lose weight, you obviously have to break down that goal into tinier steps, and our app is a great way to help you realize what All right, so I go to steps. Inspire Me, and then I... So you go it, to Inspire what Me, happens? you create a goal group, which is the main function of our app, and let's just say, in order to lose weight, you need to do high-intensity training, hit. Okay. So you, you make a goal group to do that hit three days a week, okay. and you can even invite your friends that you know want to lose weight with you. Is that an important component that there's a social element of this? Absolutely, because of the accountability features, it's one of our most important mm -hmm. aspects in our app. Exactly, so once you've created that goal group um, to perform that hit function three times a week, once you're inside the goal group, there's a leaderboard to keep you competitive and keep you accountable to meet that goal. And then there's also a chat where you can 
talk to the other members in that go group. Now, is that chat kind of where they yell at me and talk smack and tease me? Absolutely not. We, tr- <laughs> we try to have it as a social atmosphere around people achieving their goals. So we would like to see it as people encouraging each other to achieve the goal. But I mean, obviously if you're a high school student and you're in a goal group to do 50 pushups a day, you're gonna talk a bit of smack to your friend that can only do 25. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So there's so a So is there a nature. moderator or is it self-moderated? In the future, we will have a group leader. So yes, they will. All right, so now uh, you have this app. Is it, how are you monetizing it? Is there a fee for the app or is this uh, advertising? How are you monetizing? So currently we have three ways that we get, get revenue. We have this thing called business to business contracts. We have premium membership fees and then we have ad revenue. So what business to business contracts are is our way of allowing a business to increase their customer engagement. And we do this by increasing the engagement between the customer and the business as well as between the customers of that business. To give an example, imagine Home Depot, a do-it-yourself store. They want to create a goal group on Inspire Me to do one DIY project a month for their users. And inside that goal group, they can even incentivize things such as a $50 gift card to Home Depot. In the white space, they can advertise um, products necessary to create the product, like paint, tools, and et cetera. And this benefits all three parties. It benefits Inspire Me because we're getting money per user. So let's just say they have 400 users in that goal group. We would get 25 cents per user. And it benefits Inspire, um, Home Depot excuse me, because they're increasing their customer engagement as well as marketing. And then the users themselves, they're already doing something they love, which is do-it-yourself projects. Now, Inspire Me's ability to adapt to any organization's mission while providing them with incentive and goal tracking and setting is why we're so scalable. I, uh, I really like this and what I'm thinking about us. What if we want to inspire people to share their story? Right. Right. And so we start a group like that. We contract, what'd you call it? B2B? B2B contracts. And we had like this B2B contract and we inspired people to share their story. And one of the things we could provide is access to the platform. So what I could envision with you guys, you guys could have what we call a submission goal group. So what you guys could do is set a goal group to have people share their story, like you said, and you guys can have a vetting system where you see which ones you you like and you bring that person on air by like choosing which person has the best one. Well, can we have a dashboard that the the community chooses? There you go. Yeah. I like that too. the person. Exactly. So in each go group, you have the option to like uh, and share whatever you see, whatever content you see in that go group. So yeah, that would definitely be a possibility. All right. Weigh in on this, Benny. Is this a good idea? What's the deal here? What do you I think, think? I think it's a great idea, especially the fact that you guys are not like in, ju- in one specific market. You can work with anyone at any time. I love that. Thank you. Appreciate that. Now, how did now you mentioned GSU helped at the beginning stage? Are they still involved? GSU will always help us. So so involved, yes. Like Tim mentioned before, our advisor Erica Bracy has been a great, great help. She's actually the one that connected us with ENI, which is why we're able to pitch in front of them, which is what allowed us to be able to be participating in this pitch competition which is where we'll hopefully win twenty five thousand dollars. So this is the Georgia Inventure Prize. That's a state of Georgia, right? That's yes. It will be hosted by Georgia Tech. Right. It's at Georgia Tech, but it's a statewide. Yes, it's Georgia State only. Like Georgia, as in Georgia the state colleges, of Georgia, right? Yeah, Georgia College. And then um, you, this even got on your radar because of your affiliation with Georgia State. Like you would, you didn't know about this prior to that, or did? Yeah, you? I never heard of this competition before. Right. And have you ever done a pitch com- competition before? No, we haven't. This is our first. 
actually mean, we, we, we have well you did the okay, georgia state one right yeah but we had to do one in order to, <laughs> to be qualify right. so yes we did do one but in but, terms of one where there's like a, an actual monetary reward this is our, our first one and then uh the prize is it straight up cash and services or do you have to give so up a piece I've, of equity in order to <laughs> i've uh watched some film from previous years and what I saw was the the top two winners, first and second prize, they get a free patent, and then they also get that, I think first place gets 25K, and then second place gets 10K, if I'm not mistaken. And there's a People's Choice Award. Now, Dr. Jackson, what do you think of their idea? You've, is this the first you've heard of it, or you've been involved with them? I've been involved somewhat. I uh, was part of the uh, team that... He asks us really tough questions. <laughs> yes, yes. So they had to pitch to us, and I was really hard on them. All right. I was hard on everyone else. But what I like is that um, they're actually practicing some of what we teach here. Right. Uh, one of the things we try to teach or, or we teach here is that entrepreneurs need to leverage resources. Mm-hmm. And what they've done is that they've gone outside to leverage the technological resources to, to execute their idea and you know one of the things we try to teach is if you partner you don't have to make it right you know so they have selected their partners quite well um, to develop the application for them and they're the visionary but they don't have the necessary skill sets to execute the application so they have gone out leverage the resources and partner with uh, their third uh, the third third wheel to this um, <laughs> yeah, whole and application not, and not just our um, CTO we have so many people that support us um, other students I like to shout out our CCC team our content committee so we just have a lot of people that help us in all aspects marketing um, just giving us business intelligence shout out to our coach our startup coach Dave yesterday helped us pivot a whole our whole business so we just we have a lot of resources and we're very coachable so we we plan on just being coachable adapting and marginally changing to become successful now Benny mentioned that something that was important to her was to kind of have a bigger why like at first she was very it's about me and maybe making money or or getting materialistic gain and now in her mind at least she's now open to a larger why to have an impact on the community and more people is there a bigger why in your um app or is this just about making money uh there's definitely a there's a huge why and then there's a bigger why so our bigger why is helping college students um and our first goal is to help fifty thousand college students uh achieve two goals in the year 2020 one professional goal and one personal goal. And we want them to do that using our app. The biggest why is we wanna really just change the way people look at how they manifest their own success. Because everyone knows that they need to be creating goals, but you know we're all human, so it's hard to actually do the things that we know we should be doing. So we wanna make it, a, we wanna make Inspire Me a household name so that people will take their own success into their own hands. So that's, that's the big vision for what we're trying to do with Inspire Me. Now, a big gap for individual humans typically is that they break promises to themselves, but they keep promises to other people more times than not. Yeah, absolutely. And there's some studies out there that we've, we can quote that attain, like, give us evidence towards accountability relationships being success- successful for goals. So one of those would be, just if you're curious, is we actually referenced um, in our pitch deck uh, the Association of Child Development, they actually found that accountability can increase the chances of completing your goal by up to 95%. Um, there's also a Harvard study that uh, evidenced the importance of actually writing down your goals. They found that out of the 3% of 
Harvard graduates, Harvard Business School graduates that wrote down their goals, that same 3% ended up making 10 times more money than the other 97% that did not write down their goals. So we're really trying to take advantage of the fact that both accountability and actually understanding what your goal is and how you're going to achieve that goal is very, very important in terms of how you're going to actually become successful. Going back to the Harvard study, our vision for the future is to have that 3% go up to 10%, 25%, and even 50% in the next coming years because we believe that our app is a key to a better future, both individually and collectively. So if somebody wanted to learn more about the app, you said there is a web page. It may not be ready for uh, there prime is, time yet. But if, the, if you would like to learn more about that, you can email me or Chidi. Um, but we, yeah, right now we're, we're internal. You're it yeah. on the down low. Absolutely. <laughs> and then this, event, uh, this prize competition is tomorrow? It's this week? It, is, it starts tomorrow. That will be the preliminary rounds, which will determine if we go forward. How many um, teams are competing? 19 teams, four finalists. So it goes from 19 to four? Actually, five. Five. Final, five, five goes from 19 to five, and then there'll be a winner, second place, and then people's... Tr- yes. So first place, second place, and people's choice award. And then there's also a social impact award, which... You're going for that, too. You're going for all of yeah, the we're, prizes, we're, right? We're going for yeah. everything we can get. <laughs> if you're going to show up there, you might as well go for everything yeah, that's available. Absolutely. All right. Well, congratulations on all your success. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Now, Dr. Jackson, this must make you proud, right? This is kind of what you're doing this for, right? Absolutely. We're very proud of our students and, um, you know, uh, both uh, Tim and Chidi, uh, they epitomize exactly what we're trying to achieve here. But it's also a part of what we like to call our co-curricular activities. Uh, We encourage students to step outside of what we're teaching in the curriculum and engage um, in events like uh, the ones that they're going to participate in. Right, because you want to get it out of their head into some real-world setting. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's about applying what you learned. Mm -hmm. And that's an important distinction that a lot of uh, entrepreneurs and business people at all stages are a little nervous about, right? Because it sounds good. When it's in my head, it's perfect. Right. But until I ask somebody or I try to sell somebody something or I go to one of those companies. I actually have a quote companies. Go ahead. I would like yeah. to say I made it myself. Is this the one? <laughs> it's our company quote. Okay. Success, success is ambition coupled with the ability to assess marginal changes. And what that means is you must have a vision of what your success looks like, but you must be able to adapt to marginal changes on the way. Because y- y- there's going to be obstacles in the way and there's going to be pivots, but you need to be on your feet and ready right. Well, to there's a book out there that's called "The Obstacle Is the Way." So the obstacles Absolutely. aren't in the way; Absolutely. they are part of the way. Absolutely. It is. It is. And then the other good thing is that um, with, uh, both uh, Tim and Chidi uh, mentioned our incubator. Um, the fact that these students can develop a concept here, test it, and take it to competition, and further test it before they yeah. launch it—that's great. Right. That's great. You get all the bad ideas out of the way, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Very early before, right, before more resources are invested <laughs> in it. Yes, yes. So now uh, what's next for you? How do you see your this program here at Georgia State evolving? Yeah, I know it's relatively new. It's relatively new, but we want to um, infuse entrepreneurship right across campus, not just this program here. Uh, this program is the nucleus for entrepreneurship. But we want all of Georgia State students to develop an entrepreneurial mindset so that they can be entrepreneurial in everything that they're doing, their personal lives, uh, business, in their communities. We want our students to have that entrepreneurial mindset. So that's our goal here. Uh, Our goal is to grow beyond this unit 
and every student that walks into uh, Georgia State should leave with an entrepreneurial mindset. It sounds like they need some goal groups. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and you're talking about um, across disciplines. Like Absolutely. This could be the nursing. Yes. Right. Yes. It, it doesn't have to be business. It doesn't have to be marketing. It doesn't have to be entrepreneur. It should be just integrated into the entire program. You're absolutely correct. And we're starting to have some significant success. Uh, when I look in my classes, um, it's a collection of students from all disciplines across campus. And that's that's what we want. And to that's really here. where the magic can happen, where you get these cross disciplines kind of connecting dots together and yes. creating new things that neither nobody could have imagined individually. Absolutely. Absolutely. We have all these br brilliant young minds, creative minds uh, coming together from all different disciplines and coming up with creative ideas. Now, how do you kind of instill in these young people the premise that business is good, that business can be a force for good in the world when there's a lot of pressures out there and a lot of noise about how business people are greedy and they're exploiting things and they're taking advantage of people. There's a lot of kind of misconceptions, I believe, about business and being a business person that makes it somehow less than a noble pursuit. How do you kind of educate the people and inspire them to believe that to me, business is good, and, and they, business is the catalyst for good in the world. Absolutely. So our students today, uh, what I've noticed over the past, I would say, five years, students come to us with a very solid social mindset. And when they're developing their business ideas, their concepts, what I keep finding is that they come to us prepared to do social good with their ventures. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's amazing. So uh, for us, we don't even have to teach them that, you know, business should be done for the good of mankind. Right. They come to us prepared. Uh, so I think it's, um, it's a sociocultural trend that's going on right now where students want to develop business and at the core, is a social idea. They want to use the business to solve some social problem. Uh, I also like to piggyback what Benny said earlier about having entrepreneurship be a unique thing that you can offer to society. Because I truly believe that we are all unique in our own ways and we can all offer something different. And through the vehicle of entrepreneurship, we can offer that in a form of a business. And it doesn't have to be ruthless or anything. It can be just something that you want to solve for humanity and at the end of the day, entrepreneurship, business in general, you're solving problems. So use those problems to solve something good and something that can benefit us all. And I think it's definitely more rewarding. Yes. Absolutely. Now, are you, but are you finding that amongst your peers? Are they, when you say, I want to start a business, I want to do this, are they saying, that's fantastic? Or are they looking at you as some kind of evil uh, person that's trying to, <laughs> to, to, to be greedy and, and uh, just care about yourself. I think more, most of them are supportive. They're like, yeah, go for it, but they don't really know how to get there. Nobody really knows how to get there, so you have mm -hmm. to figure it out for yourself. That's why I always say, like, I put one foot in front of the other while not forgetting where I'm going. Like, if I have my goal in mind, I'm going to get there, but I don't necessarily know how. So that's the main issue. We don't know how to get there. So that's why I think this program is really helpful because they give you the steps you need to take to get to where you want to mm -hmm. be. And then Dr. Jackson, ultimately you want this GSU community of alumni and future entrepreneurs to kind of be collaborating and kind of 
mixing and matching and and just doing lots of things that they can't even imagine today, right? Oh, absolutely. And it starts in the classroom, as we discussed earlier. We have a, a, I like to say, some melting pot of disciplines. Mm -hmm. Um, And going back to the whole social aspect, one of the reasons why our students are so strong in developing socially responsible uh, ventures is the fact that uh, a significant portion of our students uh, come from the social entrepreneurship area as well. So that helps to permeate um, throughout. Because that's part of the uh, the uh, Entrepreneurship and Innovation Institute is a specialty in social entrepreneurship. Uh, there's right? a separate school separate. for that, uh, but we work very, very closely. close, very closely. So we want to start here, but we want our alumni to be keep connected with us. And we have a lot of strategies in place to make sure that we're tracking them, we're seeing what they're doing we're supporting Mm -hmm. what they're doing but also they know that they can always come back to us for help now what about the fact that uh i think gsu may be uniquely qualified to be doing a venture like this because of the diversity of the students yes that's correct um we're very fortunate here i've taught in several different universities and i think one of the strengths of georgia state uh is that we have a wide and aspect of diversity that you can think of we have right. it here exactly and that adds a lot of richness to the classroom but from an entrepreneurial standpoint we have a lot of richness as well mm-hmm. tim you got something to say about that it seems like you rich, have a lot to say about yeah, I, love, I love talking about <laughs> rich is in the mind it's not monetary it's not quantified it's a mindset that's all i gotta say all right so benny if somebody wanted to learn more about what you're up to are you up for uh meet new people and uh, how can people reach out to you through are you on LinkedIn or yes I'm on LinkedIn and my name is Benny Amani so they can find me there and uh, Tim and Chidi are you on LinkedIn not yet I am on LinkedIn one of you is uh, Tim is on LinkedIn and we're working on getting our, <laughs> our, our actual company, company out on there. LinkedIn as well yeah all right and dr jackson if somebody wanted to reach out to you they can find you here at the university absolutely uh just uh search for leonard jackson at uh on georgia state's uh, website or you can reach me at l jackson 58 at gsu.edu and then if there's high school students out there that are thinking about coming to GSU and learning about entrepreneurship, what's the best resource for them to learn more about the program? So we have, uh, we, uh, the university has a program called uh, Panther Preview. Mm-hmm. And uh, we uh, here in the entrepreneurship uh, unit, uh, we participate in, in, in Panther Preview. So we invite high schoolers um, twice per year to our campus so they can arrange it through their guidance counselors. And um, someone, myself, or one of my colleagues will go and talk to high school students. But also, they can invite us. We'll be happy to come to their high schools. (laughs) Now, what about uh, companies that want to get involved with GSU and participate in maybe some of these internship programs or just any of the other activities as maybe sharing their kind of experiences with the students? Are there opportunities for that as well? Oh, absolutely. Um, We really want companies to reach out to us, and we can provide them with some top quality uh, interns. Uh, they can contact me um, or Jackie Davis. Mm-hmm. Jackie Davis was very um, instrumental in making those connections for us here at the Institute. Well, good stuff. Thank you all for being part of the show today. Thank you. Thank you for having Thank us. Thank you. Our pleasure. Appreciate it. All right. This is Lee Cantor for Stone Payton. We will see you all next time on GSU's Entrepreneurship Innovation Institute radio show.